You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We're going to talk about, well, something going on in Bachelor World. We've got some Temptation Island news for you, another reboot in the movies. I'm going to answer an email yesterday. I'm going to talk a little Survivor. One of my favorite and most scary challenges was on last night's episode. And then the challenge, we are down to our final four teams. TJ's finale starts next week. And we will get to all that momentarily. This podcast is also brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. This podcast is also brought to you by Trivia Star. Just go to the Apple or Google Store and search for Trivia Star. Download Trivia Star for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. And also, Coming Out for Love. The first U.S. lesbian dating competition show, episode two, drops tomorrow on comingoutforlove.com. Click on whatever bundle you want, purchase it at checkout, type in promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off your order. All right, only one thing to report really in Bachelorette land, and that is Charity is going to be on the Jennifer Hudson show today. Clearly, she's not going to give anything away, but... She will address the fact that she's already filmed her season. She'll say, oh, you got to tune in. It's going to be really good. There's some, you know, there's nothing that she's going to say that's remotely interesting. But if she does and slips up and says, hey, I'm engaged, then we'll let you know. But don't expect too much. It's no different than any other preseason interview that a lead has to give, whether it's on the media tour or to people or to EW.com, whatever the case may be. I got an email yesterday. They had a few questions in it. I'm like, you know what? I haven't answered an email because we are in the off season for reader emails. I don't get too many sent to me, but on occasion, if I get one and it's got some questions in it, I'll just take it to the daily roundup. So let's start with this. There's five questions in this email. Um, first off, they said, I've been crying with laughter each episode of Jury Duty. Appreciate the recommendation. It is pure gold. Thank you. I will tell you after you watch Jury Duty, go watch Joe Schmo season two. <laughs> if you're laughing at Jury Duty, you will laugh even harder at Joe Schmo too. First question in this email. Have your top Taylor Swift songs changed since Midnight's came out? No. While I like a lot of songs on Midnight's, none of them have really cracked my top three. But there are some good ones. Let's be honest. Mastermind. Paris, Bejeweled, Antihero, a lot of good ones. I mean, I mean that's just off the top of my head. Hey, the album is really, really good, and I'm glad she did. She ended her show on the Eras tour with, I believe, seven or eight songs in a row from Midnight's. Ended with Karma. That's another good one. I mean, there's just so many good songs. I can't even rank them. But did they move into my top three of all time? Probably not. And if your next question is, well, Steve, what is your top three? All I know is we are never, ever, ever getting back together as in there. And I don't, 
Prescott. It's so hard. That's impossible. I just know that's in the top three, if not the top one. Question number two. This person has a very good memory. You can tell they are a longtime listener to this podcast. Question number two was, have you planned an international trip yet? You said you would after talking with Leslie Murphy, holding you accountable, LOL. Man, Leslie Murphy came on my podcast, I believe, in 2018, maybe? It was five years ago, and you remember that? I absolutely remember it. And the answer is, I'm being honest, no. And only because I, I know that Leslie said it's okay to go on an international trip by yourself, it just doesn't appeal to me. When I feel I can be with somebody and I am with somebody and in a serious relationship and I feel like, you know, things are going well between us, that's someone I would take on an international trip. I don't want to go by myself. I just don't. Question number three. Have you heard Jed Level T about Charity's guys that you expect to be talked about? Jed Level T? No. Plenty of negative things, but nothing Jed level, at least as of now, May 10th. Still got plenty of time. Because you got to remember, when ABC releases potentially the men for charity season on the Bachelorette Facebook page, there is such a small segment of the audience that even pays attention to that. I mean, we're talking less than 5% of their watching audience even has a clue, one, that the season's already done filming. I know that's hard to believe, but trust me, it is. Very few people know this. Number two, those guys, well, like I said, such a small percentage of their audience that even knows that there's guys that have been released. So you keep it at that that very few people even know and then the second wave comes in and that is when their bios are officially released by abc usually about two weeks before the premiere then you'll get an you know you'll get at that point you'll get another group of people that are like oh my gosh i know who that person is and stuff will start spreading around and then there's a third wave which is the show actually airing and night one airs and people visually see these guys on television and, you know, will go to their TikTok or go to their Instagram reel and maybe say something and put it out there and it turns into a story. Kind of like the Kelsey stuff. Remember with Kelsey and Nate and Kelsey put out that TikTok? Uh, she didn't even put it out till episode two or three. So here's someone who seemingly, I, I guess she had never heard that Nate was going to be on the show. Maybe she did. But she didn't put her TikTok out until two episodes, three episodes into the season. I deal with this every single season. There are definitely three different waves. The first wave happened back in March when the men were announced on the Bachelorette Facebook page, and that wave is so small. Then a bigger wave comes when their bios are out there because then more and more people are seeing it because it's showing up on entertainment sites. Nothing that they released back in March is on any entertainment sites. It's on my site. It's talked about by some of the podcasts, not any of the Bachelor-affiliated podcasts, and it's talked about by the Instagram pages, and that's it. So it's just not a very wide-reaching audience, and people aren't on the lookout for them 
and wouldn't know them by face because they haven't seen them on TV. Then the bios come out, and then the first episode. So every season, it's always three waves, Bachelor and Bachelorette. The day they're released on Facebook, the day the bios come out, and then the episode, the first episode of the season airing. But Jed Level T, no, I haven't gotten any of that. Question number four, could you ask any of the Joe Schmo actors to come on your podcast? I'm looking for the three people that were the contestants, not the actors. I'm either looking for Ingrid Weiss. I found her on Facebook, sent her a message there. She has not responded yet. I don't know how often she texts her Facebook. She might see a message from somebody she doesn't know and just ignore it. I don't know. Haven't gotten a hold of Ingrid yet. She's definitely someone I would talk to. Tim Walsh, I just can't find. Um, I can't say I've done an extensive research, but a name like Tim Walsh is kind of basic. And then the third person that was a contestant, Amanda. I don't even know her new last name. It was Amanda Naughton on the show, but I don't know her new last name. So um, nothing uh, from her. Ingrid's the one I'm working on, and hopefully she'll see my Facebook message to her. And the last question was, in a month, how many times have you gone to the Olive Garden? <laughs> well, if you're asking this month, the answer is zero. I have not been this month. I really only go once a month, if that. I know I talk about it a lot, but you got to remember, that is a serious, serious carb overload to have a meal there. I mean, you're eating easily 2,500 to 3,000 calories. And not like I'm counting calories, but I have to kind of stay away from that when I'm trying to, you know, slim down. Because it wasn't fun, and I did put on weight during uh, my Achilles tear, because I couldn't do anything. Um, so... I'm trying to eat better, and yes, I would use that as one of my cheat meals during the week, but it's such a lot, and it really bogs me down. I just feel like laying down after <laughs> eating at the Olive Garden. So that's the email that I got, uh, so I figured I'd answer those questions for you. So yesterday I talked about the fact that Temptation Island is coming back on June 14th, Wednesday night, and right after that, The Big D is going to air, and that's the show that was supposed to air on TBS last summer and a few days before it was supposed to premiere, TBS pulled it. And that's the one hosted by Jojo and Jordan, where divorcees live on an island with singles, but their exes are with them as well. And they have to learn how to date and whatnot. And I'm sure chaos will ensue. One thing I have heard about T Temptation Island, and yesterday I actually tweeted out the... Um, the post or the tweet from the Temptation Island Twitter page and which brought you to the website, the four couples for Temptation Island are up on their site. It's up on usanetwork.com site. You've got Caitlin and Hall. Caitlin is 31 and Hall is 35. They're actually, they are engaged and she just has been, he wants to settle down and have kids in his mid-30s. Unfortunately, she seems to be struggling to put her career as a fitness studio owner on the back burner to start a family. Then there's Vanessa and Roberto. Vanessa is 34. Roberto is 24. They met overseas in Qatar and had a one-night stand, and now it's a long-term committed relationship. Ten-year age gap. Vanessa doesn't want to waste her time anymore. She's 34, and he's got... Uh, Cheating in his background, test his loyalty and commitment. And 
he's saying he's matured. And they do live together. And the next one is Maricela and Christopher. Maricela is 24. Christopher is 30. He's a fitness instructor. Maricela is a hospital interpreter. He's ready to take the next step towards marriage while she is indecisive about the whole idea, thanks in large part to his past history with infidelity. Oh, boy. And then we've got Leonila Paris and I don't even I don't know how to pronounce this name. So there's Leonila Paris Pedro and I mean the the name is spelled N Z U B E C H U K W U Great Ezehi. So let's just call them great. Paris is an influencer and she slid into her boyfriend great. We'll just call him great because that's what the paragraph says to describe them. Two years ago, uh, he's 25, hoping to take the relationship slow since they're both coming from a party lifestyle that doesn't value monogamy. Oh, God. (laughs) However, it is not uncommon in her Angolan culture to marry young and start a family early, so she's putting pressure on the relationship to go faster. So you've got Paris and Great. They're the fourth. One thing I have heard about this season is that the singles are TikTokers and influencers. Not all of them, but apparently some of the singles that you will see, I don't know when we're going to get the cast list for the singles, not that they are totally well-known, but they are people who have a following on social media. That's one thing I did hear about the singles this year, along with the new, um, oh, we get the new rule or whatever that, um, not rule, but I can't, I'm drawing a blank on the word I'm looking for, but something that they implemented to where the singles can now leave a video message for one of the men or one of the four women in the couples. And then obviously we've got the whole red light going on when somebody is hooking up on the other side of the island. So can't wait for it to start June 14th. And I'll definitely watch the Big D, give that a try and see how that goes. But yeah, they both start on June 14th, 10... Eastern for, yeah, 10 Eastern, Temptation Island, which means the Big D starts at 11? Maybe the Big D comes on before it. Let me check. Okay, this doesn't make any sense because it says, watch the series premiere of the Big D Wednesday, June 14th at 10 p.m. Eastern time, right after Temptation Island. Um, But it says Temptation Island is starting at 10 p.m., Eastern time. So we're going to need a clarification. Uh, Judge, can we get a ruling on this? What the hell's going on here? They can't both start at the same time on the same channel, the USA Network. I'm so stupid. Sorry. (laughs) I screwed up. Temptation Island clearly says it right here, 9 Eastern and Pacific for Temptation Island. So Temptation Island starts at 9 Eastern. The Big D comes on right after it at 10. I was mixing up my sentences. Sorry about that. We don't need a judge ruling. It's very clear. Temptation Island, June 14th, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 Central. Big D, right after it, 10 Eastern, 9 Central. There you go. Last night on Survivor. (laughs) Okay, two things to talk about here. Number one, 
Well, first off, if you're not interested to know anything that happened on last night's episode of Survivor, you can either stop the podcast here or just mute it for the next three or four minutes. So last night on Survivor, two things to talk about. Number one, that challenge. And this is only, I think, the fourth time, maybe the fifth time they've used this challenge. And it is the one that I completely am absolutely petrified of. I would just pass on it. I wouldn't even start on that thing. And I don't, I still do not understand it. And when you say, what do you mean you don't understand the challenge? I don't get it. I don't get how everybody's under a cage and you're basically just having your head above water until the tide rises. But I, is it just who comes down to who can hold their breath longer? Because everybody is dealing with the same tide, right? And they're all at the same level. So how come some people are boning out early and some people can just sit there and have the water go over their face? Like I said, just the thought of this freaks me out. The whole being underwater and the tide rising and you... <laughs> I know that sounds freaky, but just the thought of that freaks me out. That's why I'm like, no, I'm out. I'm not doing this. So I don't get it. I just don't understand. I mean, congratulations to Jam Jam for winning that. And he's just sitting there all calm, cool, collected. The tide's running over his face, and he's trying to breathe, and I don't understand. I just I don't get it. It just seems like everybody should go out at the same time, right? Because if the tide goes over you and just stays there, who's holding their breath that long? These people aren't, you know proficient in aquatics they're not world-class swimmers they're not people that can set the world record for holding their breath underwater i so confused and then the second thing is while it seemed like carolyn playing the idol for carson last night was a genius move carson only got two votes and so did jamie and then danny got three so she didn't need to play it for him I don't know why they were all acting like that was some big move. She didn't need to play it. Danny had three votes. Carson only had two that were wiped away. So, yeah, there was yeah because there's seven people left going into last night's tribal council. Danny got three. Carson got two. Jamie got two. Tiki voted for Danny. And Carolyn is part of Tiki. Tiki is Carolyn, Carson, and Jam Jam. So if they went in and said, hey, we're voting Danny... Why did she need to play her idol for... She knew that Danny was getting three. So why did she need to play her idol for Carson? I guess maybe she thought Carson was... So if she knew three were going to Carson, that there's only leaves four votes left. Danny's vote, Jamie's vote, Lauren's vote, and... what did I, I already forgot the names that I said. So Jam Jam, Carolyn, and Carson all voted for Danny. Then the last four to vote were Danny, Jamie, Lauren, and Heidi. I don't remember the two that voted for Carson and the two that voted for Heidi. So uh, the only thing I can think of is Carolyn thought the other four were all voting for Carson and not splitting them between. No, wait, wait a second. Oh, my God. My brain is exploding right now. They split them between Heidi. She knew three were going to Danny. So there's only four votes left. 
Danny, Jamie, Lauren, and Heidi. Well, Danny wasn't voting for himself. So that means there only could have been three votes max on somebody else. And they already had three on... I don't... I'm confused. I'm totally... I, I know I'm probably... You're probably screaming at the your podcast right now, however you're listening, and just like, no, it's this simple. But there's something I'm <laughs> missing here. Um, I guess the only thing is Carolyn thought the other four votes were all going to Carson. That's the only way she would play it for him, knowing that three votes were going to Danny. They're three. Tiki's three. So now you've got the Tiki three of Jam Jam, Carolyn, and Carson against Jamie, Lauren, and Heidi. And... I would I would assume Jamie, Lauren, and Heidi. I mean, we saw in the preview that Jam Jam says I'm going after Carolyn now, which could be a fake out, or he could be real, or he could be just be saying that, and then later on in the episode he's like, Yeah, you know what, I'm not going to. Whatever the case may be. But it seems like this would be a stalemate. If the women vote together, Jamie, Lauren, and Heidi all vote together, and Jam Jam, Carolyn, and Carson stay together, Tiki strong, well then it's a stalemate. Well, that stalemate is challenge, but then it's a tie. So, but we know that ties don't happen very often in the show. So be really interesting to see. It just basically means alliances are going to change next week. They change all the time. And the Jam Jam Carolyn Carson Alliance already just by the previews looks like it's done. Uh, the challenge. We've got our four final teams, Theo and Sarah. I'm going to do this without looking it up. Theo and Sarah, Tori and Danny, Casey and the Australian dude. I'm forgetting his name. They just won another uh, arena. They won Hall Brawl, forgetting his name. And then, oh, uh, Jordan the Dick and Kaz. Finale starts next week. Should be a good one. Again, this is a finale. These finales, you basically can... I do it and compare it against each other and all the other previous seasons. There's always a shit ton of running uphill over in mountains, either in the blazing heat or the freezing cold. There's going to be puzzles. There's going to be check marks that have puzzles. There's going to be a check marks that has some swimming in it. There's going to be check marks that has eating some pig guts. It, it looks like the same type of final, but we all know this is also something that is going to have a bunch of stages to it. And is it going to beat the hundred hour final of ride or die? Probably not, but a lot of good competitors in this, in this final. So I'm very curious to see who wins this one. I'm guessing it'll last over the next two episodes. I doubt they're just going to wrap it up all next week. And finally, another Hollywood sequel being made from a movie 35, 40 years ago, Beetlejuice 2 is coming. And remember how I've said, there's a lot of movies that I have not seen from beginning to end. Like, movies that you would think, how have you not seen that? Well, Beetlejuice is one of them. However, I do know the whole... I. It's like, Beetlejuice is one of those movies where I, I feel like I've seen a lot of the main scenes... Like the whole day, I've seen that whole scene just on social media over the years. Uh, I've I've seen that whole scene. I I've seen the scene where 
Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis are talking to Beetlejuice and they ask him to be scary and he's he runs down that line where he's talking super fast and then the whole thing with the weird ass face it, shit like that. I'm I feel like I've seen so much of it, but I definitely have ne- I never saw it in the theater and I never saw it from beginning to end, but I have an idea of what Beetlejuice is. Anyway, Beetlejuice 2 is coming. Michael Keaton is on board. I don't know if they're going to get everybody from the original one, but they definitely have Michael Keaton on board. I'm guessing Catherine O'Hara is on board as well. Can they get Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis? Not sure. Alec Baldwin, probably not. Gina Davis? Probably. They could probably get her. There were others in there. Winona, oh, Winona, uh, Winona Ryder, she's in. I read that she's in as well. So maybe I'll have to watch Beetlejuice before I go see the sequel. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. Much appreciated. Coming up in an hour, the Sports Daily. Coming up in two hours, a podcast you are not going to want to miss. It is podcast number, oh gosh, 338, and it is with... Jeremy Hartwell and Nick Thompson. Season two of Love is Blind. You've probably heard them on Game of Roses and on Dave Neal's YouTube channel. They're here on mine, and we're talking about everything that they are doing, the lawsuit, why they're filing a lawsuit, the UCAN Foundation, so much good information there. Yes, and we do talk about Nick Vial and Nick Vial's response to them, and we kind of break it down, and let's just say we're very honest about our feelings towards Nick in this podcast. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.